Welcome to 40 Years of Freedom Podcast. Britt, it's Friday. It's Friday, girl. I'm so excited. I'm so excited it is Friday. I feel like this has been a week. But tell me this year is already not going by so fast. I agree. Like, I feel like yesterday was Christmas. And then right before that was my birthday. Like, it's just, boom, one thing after another. But... Here we are on Friday the 13th. Ooh, ha, 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 ha. Do you, are you um, a kind of person that like suspicious the... or superstitious? Yeah. Are yeah. you suspicious? <laughs> superstitious. Yeah. yeah. Are you superstitious? Um, You know, I used to a little bit get a little like wiggy with Friday the 13th. I don't anymore. It's just another day. But um, yeah, I've always remember we used to want to go get those Friday the 13th tattoos. So little backstory, Brittany and I have promised each other we were gonna go see i didn't even know about this until i moved to torino uh-huh. that they did this at tattoo shops but if you don't know that on friday the 13th tattoo shops offer like little mini tattoos like not anything fancy or custom for 13 dollars. that's like the hook so Brittany and i made a pack a long time ago that we were gonna go do this and one year we actually went to go do it yep and that was ridiculous <laughs> It was. It was so ridiculous because we get there and you have to prepay and then there's a waiting list and the the whole parking lot was full of people waiting and we're like, oh, we got plenty of time. Let's go get some food. And that ended up back to my house with all the girls. We were all getting these matching tattoos. And from there, we were there until like two o'clock in the morning and like at like and they never called us they never called us i remember i called them at like four five in the morning and they're like oh we cut it off an hour ago there's no way we could get to everybody sorry your money was a donation (laughs) not a donation but hey i mean at least i mean it was 20 bucks but jeez i don't think i'm ever gonna want to do that now no not after we waited in that line i remember we were so psyched and so jazzed but we you know maybe we don't need that tattoo we didn't need that tattoo and now that i think about it i think it was like a lame tattoo i know it was like a skull and a 13 it was like pretty rough (laughs) cat with like fangs and blood dripping from it something weird black cat Anyways, so today's Friday the 13th, and we are going to, we're going to go down a little bit of a different path today. Brittany and I always have a little powwow beforehand. What are we going to talk about? What's the subject on hand? Is there anything that we can come up with? Posts, uh, quotes, anything like that, that can help us with the podcast content. And between what has happened with my boys in the last like week and a half, I think that it's important to talk about the subject high school. I love it. So high school, we're going to talk about high school. So we're going to bring it back and talk about our own high school experiences. Um, I'll talk about my boys' high school's high school experiences at this point. What can maybe help guide them along the way? What they should be preparing for? And then you'll have input because, I mean, it's not like it's happening tomorrow for you, but it's going to happen, right? So what are those things that you want? How can you make those, you know, dreams become reality in the long run? You're going to set expectations. Like, Mm -hmm. are you going to hold a standard? All of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So high school, not my favorite subject. Okay. (laughs) I had pretty good high school. So 
you know, I I didn't hate it and I showed up. So I just have some input, I guess. What about you? Well, I mean, I it was different for me because of my life. Right. And we've all heard my life stories. So high school definitely was never a priority for me. Um, and I, again, was growing up in L.A., people were different. Like it was, it was a different situation than what, that what my kids are going through, at least here when everybody at their high school, like lives in the general area. Like we would have people bust in from three hours away to go to our high school. And it wasn't always the best situations. Like I remember when Amber and I graduated middle school, like we were like, we are going to be so cool. And we had all these like, totally (laughs) ridiculous ideas of how high school was going to go. Like we were going to be the cool kids and you see it in movies and you see it on TV shows and all of that. Like we were going to be the cool kids. And when we got into freshman year, it started it off a little bad for us because Amber's dad died literally right before we started our freshman year of high school. Mm -hmm. So it started off with a little bit of a rough patch and We started at one high school, but then ended up at another high school in the long run. But I mean, it seemed pretty cool at first. Like you start going to high school parties. I quickly went from high school parties to like dorm parties (laughs) and college parties. And I mean, that scene was fun. That part Mm -hmm. was fun. I fell into this like little raver scene, I think, because that was super popular in the 90s, early 90s. So that was a big part of high school for me. Uh, French freshman year is just basic, like getting to know, getting through the day, right? Learning adapting. how to, you know, yeah, exactly, adapting to all these different people. But by the time we became sophomores, for whatever reason, our parents, like my parents, were in the process of splitting up, and Amber and me, we lived within. I mean, in LA, there's so many little tiny cities everywhere, right? And so if we had options of going to multiple high schools. It wasn't like this was my high school. Like my kid's high school is in my neighborhood, right? Mm -hmm. We had options of going to all these different high schools and whatever. I don't even know how we got away with this, but we both told our parents that we were no longer going to the high school that we were going to. And we switched high schools. Like, and I don't even know how that happened. Like we switched high schools and I started going to a completely different high school. It was a completely different vibe. Like I went to the preppy high school first And I was never part of that preppy crowd. I wasn't a cheerleader. I wasn't going to the sporting events or anything like that. I was a party girl. And then once we got, became sophomores and moved over to this new high school, Amber went one way and I went the other. And we kind of had this like little bit of a falling out at the beginning. And all of a sudden I kind of was starting to become that preppy girl. I was going to the football games. I was dating a guy that was on the football team and going to dances and doing all this stuff that I didn't do any of that in freshman year. So again, that path took a huge left turn and I was hanging out with the wrong people, the wrong crowds. I got kicked out of that high school. (laughs) I got kicked out of that high school and I got put into like a continuation high school. That's what they called it. And I went there and then that just got went from, you know, bad to worse, I would think, just because of it was like all the black sheep went to that school. So it's like my choices became even worse. But I remember 
at that high school because again we started at the preppy high school and then we went to kind of like the gangster high school moved over to like the gangster high school i remember one day walking through the hallway and my backpack hit one of these girls that was in the hallway and they were badass girls and I just remembered, I because I just kept walking because you don't realize it, right? You threw your backpack over your shoulder, you're walking out the class. I mean, if it hit somebody mm-hmm. in a full hallway, you wouldn't think anything of it. This girl was going to kill me. Like mm-hmm. she was ready to cut me up because I hit her with, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I think that kind of terrified me because I wasn't confrontational like that. Right. And I didn't want to live that life. Even though I hung out with the bad crowd, I didn't want to be that bad person. Right. And I think that really kind of shook me. And was a big factor in why I didn't want to go to school anymore. Mm-hmm. So like then I'd start sleeping in and my mom wouldn't realize because she was always at work that I was missing school. And like one bad choice went to another bad choice to an even worse choice. And I mean, I didn't make it. I didn't make it. So and it was never really talked about again with my family. Mm-hmm. So just kind of let, let it be. Yeah, it was. I remember at one point my mom they knew I wasn't going to school and my mom would force me. Now, this is something I don't think I've ever talked about in the podcast. I was a Girl Scout till I was 17. <laughs> I love it. Literally on drugs in LA, making terrible decisions, selling dropped cookies. out of high school, selling cookies in front of Vons. Like literally Girl Scout till I was 17 years old. My mom wouldn't make me go to school, which, and I don't want people, people, they judge no matter what everybody judges i don't want people to think of my mom who is the sweetest little old lady as a bad person because she was just trying to do her best because she was a single mom at that point she She was totally trying she was always working to be able to make sure that the electric stayed on or we had food in the fridge and because it was just it went from a double income to a single income and we were struggling we were struggling through it so I don't want people to judge with that, but my mom wouldn't make me go to school, but I had to go to Girl Scouts every Monday night. Mm -hmm. Like I had to, there was like this status. And then again, when we were around my family, it was always hush hush. Mm -hmm. Like the family doesn't know. Right. You know, what happens at home stays at home kind of thing. Totally. So I think a lot of my family, if they would have known what was going on in my life at that point, would have tried to intervene, but nobody knew. And it was supposed to be a secret. And it was a secret probably until my first podcast. Right. When I start putting all my business out there. That's what happens. But it's easy. It helps me get over things. Like it helps me get through things. And you want to be true and authentic of like, you don't want to be like people to just perceive like, oh, maybe she had it all or, you know, maybe she graduated with, uh, you know, you want to be authentic of who you are and it's part of your story. You know, it just is who it is, what it is. Exactly. It was a different time, I think. And, you know. Most definitely was a different time. Yeah. And thank goodness no cell phones to document anything for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, i think at this point it was hard though i mean i can see how you like people get lost like in the in the hustle and bustle of it like it's really um it's just like a different world um some kids have it easy some kids get picked on some kids aren't good at studying and so it's easy kind of just to like lose your way and just lose that motivation to continue and you when you're that young you don't really see the big picture of life um but thankfully like you don't but you by what you've accomplished, nobody would ever know that you did not f- finish your senior year and walk across the stage. So yeah. in the grand scheme of things for you, like that didn't matter. You know, yeah. you still became successful in your way and you've paved your own path. And so it's not always about that. I agree. For your, your past journey. definitely does not define you. Absolutely. I mean, if it did, then I, we would not be here right now Both of us, doing yep. this. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but 
okay so tell me your experience what was your experience through high school um, so i feel like i went to like a pretty rough middle school and so i kind of had to toughen up then so by the time i got to high school um i didn't really have any of those like type of experiences where i was like terrified of the senior girl or anything like that um i was i was a social butterfly and my parents were my dad ruled with an iron fist like you you don't get out of line like you go to school every day or we're going to assume you're on drugs and you're in trouble. You know, like there was, he definitely was the a hard ruler. So um, for me, school was kind of my outlet. It was like my escape from like our, my personal life and my home life. And so I was a social butterfly. I, my freshman year, I joined the cheerleading team. I was, I wasn't really like particularly like popular. I just, because I wanted to, I didn't want to be a mean girl. I had friends from like all sorts of groups and, mm-hmm. and that's just how I fit in this world. I think I try, I don't really just have like one thing that defines me. Um, so that really helped, of course, um, ease that transition being on the cheerleading team going into high school kind of does give you a little bit of like a community um, where you kind of feel like you have a place. So it mm-hmm. makes it easier to transition, transition. Um and I played volleyball, so I was just really into athletics. That really helped me just, like, um, be myself, I think. Um, but becoming an adolescent doesn't necessarily, like, start right at your freshman year. So adolescence was hard for me. Um, I think, like, I went through, like, ups and downs through high school of hard times, good times. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, like, I enjoyed it. I went to two high schools, Um that, were those all here in Reno? Yeah, I started at Galena and then um, I went to Damani because it just opened that year. And um, where I was zoned, I kind of had a choice if I wanted to go to the new school or the old mm-hmm. school. I wanted to go to the new school because my boyfriend was going at the time and that didn't work out. And he actually became a qui- uh, quite bit controlling. And my parents actually had to remove me from that high school to get him away from me. And so um, I went back to the original high school and that's where I finished out my schooling. But um, it was a good school. There was a lot of uh, uh, well-off kids there. So there definitely were like, you know, parties with drugs. And, you know, there were a lot of outside sources that really could have pulled me off the path. But I was so fearful of my parents that I you know, I didn't really ever get too deep into anything. I did all the things that normal teenagers do. But um, for the most part, yeah, school, high school was pretty good. I wouldn't say easy. I mean, if I could go back and tell like my younger self something else, it would just be like, just study, (laughs) you know, because I just didn't. Yeah, focus. I didn't take like a lot of things seriously that I could have um that could have excelled me further in life i i just did like the bare minimum to be able to like nobody notice much yeah um when it comes came to like curriculum and stuff like that um i tried to stay out of trouble um but i think trouble kind of finds you sometimes i did get wrapped up with a few different groups of friends that didn't have my best interests, you know, and they didn't we care. We all do at yeah, some point. Yeah, exactly. Um, my sister and I, we were the only siblings uh, in Washoe County to get suspended for fighting each other at school. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so 
That was an experience. Des, I blame you on this one. It was not her. But <laughs> she was so mad at me because Des was a bookworm. She was going to college and we got suspended, unfortunately. We, we, I had just switched back to the new school and she had a license, but um, my parents didn't let her take the car every day. And so we were on the bus and I'm like, you got to take me to whatever it was, this dance tonight. And she's like, I'm not taking you. I'm going to hang out with Kyle, who's now her husband. Um and I'm like, you have to take me. I told my friends I'd be there. You have to take me. And she's like, I'm not taking you. And my sister thrived for like telling me no or like, you know, she just was a sister. She's older sister. Yeah. And so um, I don't know what she did, but she threw like a can at me over the bus seat. And I just was so mad at her for not taking me to this event that night that I jumped over the seat and we just started fighting. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And um, so then we get into the school and like this school police is like trying to keep us apart and we're like still fighting and i think the school calls my dad and they're like hey we have your daughter in here and he's like Ugh, what did brit do because he knew my sister was like a good 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 kid and he's the dean was like actually we have both your daughters in here des was so mad at me because she missed finals and it was right before like college and all this she was like i'm never gonna forgive you we got court ordered to anger management oh no <laughs> um so i mean like other than that like I had pretty typical experience. You know, I had boyfriends. I went to football games. I had heartbreak. I skipped school a couple of times without my parents knowing. I mean, it was pretty standard. Um, but for the most part, I didn't, I, I didn't fall off too much. But I, I know that it's easy. And I think if I didn't have the fear of my dad whooping my ass, because that's real, um, mm -hmm. I probably would have gotten myself into more trouble. So maybe hindsight, it was a blessing in disguise. I agree. I think that parents definitely have that influence over you. I mean, they should. They should. Mm -hmm. I've talked about it before. Like, I want my kids to love me and be able to come to me and talk to me about anything. But at the same time, I want to put the fear of God into them about everything, about life, about what's going to happen if behavior doesn't change or if they make terrible mistakes. Everybody's going to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. I've made plenty of them in my life. So I'm fully aware of that. But actually messing up on something that could mess up your future, mm -hmm. that's where I draw the line. So this is one thing I wanted to definitely talk about is when, because of what's going on with my kids right now, and where they are and what they're consumed with and what their ambition is in the long run and what's the plan for the long run. I mean, my kids are sophomores now and like, I don't see a path past high school at this point. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's scary. Now, is it scary to me because of my personal situation? Probably, probably college was never an option. Like college was not in my future. My parents never saved up for college for me. There was no plan of anything like that. So I knew as soon as I was done that that was the next stop was to get a job and be part of the workforce mm -hmm. and all of that. Now, when I was in high school, what I did want to do was go to cosmetology school, mm -hmm. which is crazy in the long run because I ended up doing it years later. But this is where I think it's a blessing. If I would have done it right out of high school, I would have messed it up so bad that I would never have actually enjoyed that industry i would have never been part of the amazing things that i've been part of as of today but i needed a purpose i needed guidance and i wasn't getting that from my parents i wasn't getting anything to, uh, my mom didn't go to college she went straight from high school to working and married like mm -hmm. instantly 
my dad, he went to college, but then he, but he also went to the army. So he was in the army first. And then he, when he came back, he went to college and all of that, but there was no ambition for them to move me to that next level. Right. Now with my kids, like I started saving for college for them years ago. And I have these special savings accounts for them for college that they can only spend on an accredited university. And this is where I kind of really did my research because again, college isn't for everybody. Mm -hmm. The plan, my plan might not be their plan. So they might not go to a university or to a community college or anything like that. It's an accredited university that they can go to, which means that if they want to go to barber school Mm -hmm. and it's a accredited barber school, they can use that money for that. So they could, but they can only use that money for that. Now, I've always tried to instill in my kids' brains that that's the plan. Like when you graduate high school, you go to college. Mm-hmm. Like we have to have a purpose. We have to have a plan. I really feel if you speak that into your kids, that along the way, the whole time, that that will always be in their head. So that's good that you've done that and yeah. you're setting them up because that helps that transition. Well, I told them that there's no other option. Like you're doing this, mm-hmm. you're moving on to the next. Now, Going back to my kids, this motivation. Now, freshman year was a little bit rough, I think, along the way. Um, just like in life in general, I think people come and go out of your lives. We literally just had this conversation. And high school is a big point of that. So kids that my kids grew up with and were really good friends with suddenly were not their friends anymore once they started high school. And that hurt me, I think, more than it hurt them. But it really affected one of my sons. And I got really nervous there for a minute. Like, I didn't want my kid, I didn't want my son to be a loner. I didn't want him to think that he didn't have anybody. He didn't have any friends. He didn't have any purpose. He didn't have anything to do on the weekends or anything like that. So I tried to intervene right away with all of our friends, all of our friends here. Chad tried doing some amazing things along the way. Find his niche, find out what he really likes to do and embrace that Mm -hmm. wholeheartedly, right? Since then, since the bad mistakes that got made in middle school and moving on to high school with one of my children, I think he has taken full control of his life Mm -hmm. and realized that he has to be responsible, which I love. And so now he's super responsible. Now, my other son, I don't feel like he quite has that ambition. And that's one of the things I want to make sure that we talk about. Like, how do we keep that fire lit? How do we keep that passion exciting Mm -hmm. for them to want to do for the next part of their journey, right? The next part of their life, that next chapter. I lost that flame. Sophomore year, beginning of sophomore year. Like I lost that flame for what I wanted to be, what I wanted to do after school um, after I graduated high school, I lost that so much to the point where everything else distracted me. Mm-hmm. I need to now, because my kids are sophomores, make sure that they understand that life, they're not going to be under my roof forever. Mm-hmm. They have to take responsibility of themselves. They have to understand that they are going to be adults very soon, mm-hmm. like very soon. And mama bear is not going to be taking care of every little thing. If there's an issue with something, if they need to speak to someone, I think I've had so many conversations with Gavin. Uh, so this is where I was going with this. Gavin tried out for the baseball team last year. So he's the baseball player, right? He loves that stuff. He tried out for the, he worked really, really hard. Didn't make the team. So he we went a different route, 
he was in a different league. That wasn't the best experience for us this year. I put him this year. He was in a different kind of league, like a different private league. That wasn't working out good. Uh, he has a hard time realizing that everybody is not kind and nice and have they don't have whole hearts. Right. Now, kids are mean, right? Mm-hmm. Kids are mean. There are. But in high school, I feel like it, that's like the breaking point of when they go from mean to worse, mm-hmm. right? And they become bullies. Mm-hmm. And that is where I get so nervous. Like I get nervous. I don't want people bullying my kids. Absolutely. I don't want my kids' lives affected by words because words mean nothing, mm-hmm. right? And I, all these punks aren't going to mean nothing in a, quite a, a few years. Trust exactly. me. But it, it hurts me when it hurts them. Absolutely. Right? So first with Caden's situation and that going south, like it broke my heart that his best friend forever is no longer part of his life. And trying to find this new group of friends. Now, um, is he doing, neither one of them, I should say, neither one of them are doing the things that I think I loved about high school. But I have very little that I loved about those times in my life. But I loved being part of school functions. I loved being part of the bake sale. Mm-hmm. I loved going to the football game, going to the baseball yeah, game, the, the dances. We went to all the dances. Now, did I have a guy that I took? I mostly went with girlfriends to all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Like I loved all of that stuff. And my kids have not participated in any of that at this point. And that drives me crazy. I don't think you should let that define like the, that worry you because my sister and I were polar opposites. I was just like you. I was involved. I want, I enjoyed that. I, I wanted to, be around people I was a social butterfly my sister was not she was shy she didn't have a huge like group of friends she did not want to go to the football games or the dances Uh, you know like that just wasn't where where she was at and we were definitely completely opposite growing up but I mean when I look at her now versus when I look at her in high school like that that didn't change who she is now you know and I also think from just knowing you like your boys blossomed at different times and one of the other like it might be quicker than the other or shorter than the other and um you still have two and a half years of this left maybe like next year they have a completely different friend group and they are like this is cool this is where I want to be I feel like boys especially like puberty is awkward yeah and um then you kind of hit like a junior a senior you start falling into your little groove you start feeling a little bit more confident your voice changes, your braces come off, your skin gets better. Like things just start adapting better mm-hmm. where different things fall into place. And all those like days before that you're like, do I have a group? Do I have a niche? Do I have, do I belong? Kind of gets better and better. And it only gets better even after high school. Yeah. So I think that just remembering that like it's, it's gonna come, it just maybe process. not happen right when you think it is. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You know? I just get nervous of again. That's that mama bear in me. Like I don't I want would. my kids to be bullied. Uh, I know that uh, Caden he struggled. Like he struggled at first and struggled making friends. Struggled with all of that new part of high school. When I ask him, because I always have these conversations with my kids, I'm very transparent with my kids, and I always want to make sure that I'm involved with what's going on in their lives, with what you know, who they're talking to. Yeah, you want to be in the know. I definitely want to be in the know. So having that conversation with Caden, like I remember him and I, Gavin was at baseball practice and Caden and I just had a moment to go to dinner. And this was September, like September ish. Maybe, maybe it was still August. I'm not quite sure. 
But him and I sat down at dinner and it's like all the questions that I've been wanting to ask, I finally had the courage to ask. Mm -hmm. And I did. And I was like, how's school going? Like, are people mean to you? Are, are there kids that bully? And he's like, yeah, people are mean every single day. And it's like, then it's like my mama bear comes in and I'm just like, Oh, tell me who these kids are. I'm going to find, What's their, our address? I'm going to find their moms and have conversations <laughs> with their moms. And, but it, it didn't go that way. And it blew my mind because he was like, people say things to me every day in the hallways. Like, and then he told me that some kids bark at him when he's kids walking down the weird yeah like they bark at him in the hallways and i'm just like so upset about it and he uh -huh. could see when i'm upset because when i get mad like my chest and my neck get really red mm -hmm. and he could see that i was getting upset he's like mom it doesn't bother me and i'm just like what like it doesn't he's like i don't care what people think i don't care what people think mm -hmm. i don't care what people say it doesn't affect me i just keep doing what i'm doing and i'm just like so proud at that point like God, I love you, son. Yeah. Like, I mean, I love them both. Mm -hmm. But it's like I was so proud at that point that he had grown years mm -hmm. overnight with his impression of society, mm -hmm. with acceptance, with everything. And I just at that moment, you kind of like take it in and you're just like, OK, I'm actually like I'm winning this battle right, right. now being a mom, like doing this all by myself. I'm, I'm winning. Totally. I think when our kids, because I'm learning now just with a six month old that like your heart is walking around outside of your body all day and you just don't want anything to tarnish that heart of, you know, that you love so much and you know, like all the amazing things about them. But kids are resilient. And I think this generation is so different than ours, because if somebody would have barked at me in, in the hallway, like maybe I would have cried. Maybe I would have punched them. I don't know. I don't remember what. My, yeah. how I felt at that time but him be just being like it didn't bother me just the other day we were I was in Texas with my sister and my nephew walking around the neighborhood and my sister's like oh yeah that that house right there he um bullied jazz he he said something about him that was just really derogatory and I was like give me Veda's dirty diaper putting on her porch <laughs> chest like I I just it kills me it killed me yeah. it killed me and he's like I don't care I know it wasn't true and it's just like thank god so I understand what you're saying where it's like you are I think that because you're asking these questions you're conversating with your kids and you're being included in their lives and you're able to teach them along the way it's helping them become mm -hmm. resilient and strong and people are going to say mean things in the world and that's just unfortunately a part of the world but if you grow thick skin and you learn how to handle it and you hold your head high that's the true gift of it all and I see that with your kids I saw that with Jazz when he was like it doesn't bother me I mean, yeah, it's mean. It was really mean. It hurt my feelings in the moment, but I don't, I know that's not true. Um, it's the kids that don't have that at home yeah. that are probably one, the mean ones and two, the ones that really their parents should be more worried. I think parents like you and my sister shouldn't be worried because you guys communicate with your kids and mm -hmm. you get them through this hard process. Yeah. The best we can. We don't know what it's really like this time, this generation, but communication no. yeah and i tr and i again completely transparent with my kids i talk to them about things all the time like subjects that i think that were very relevant when i was in high school sex drugs, drugs. you know yep. ditching peer pressure doing bad things like committing crimes like all of that i make sure mm -hmm. i have those conversations with them 
so they realize that there's consequences. Mm -hmm. They realize if they steer the wrong way on their path, that there's going to be consequences with Mm -hmm. things like that. Like, I don't know how I got away with everything that I got away with and never got in trouble. Mm -hmm. Like I never really, I mean, I got in trouble with my parents. I got in Mm -hmm. trouble with school, but it's like, I never ended up in the backseat of a police car. I'm going to knock on some wood right now, but I never got to that point, which there was plenty of opportunity for me to get to that point. But I never got to that point because I was scared of that point. Right. I was so scared of getting busted. I was so scared of ending up in Los Angeles County's juvenile hall. Yeah. I was so scared of that because that was scarier than going to regular jail. Right. Because kids are out of control. Out of control. I was reckless as far as like there were a lot of things that I did. Thank goodness at that time in my life, I did not get caught because, I mean, I remember I was 14 and my girlfriend and I woke up in the middle of the night, stole her dad's truck, 14 years old. I drove from one end of town, Northwest, all the way down south, picked up both our little boyfriends, hung out with them all night, got back to her house by four in the morning. One, we didn't crash it. I don't know how I did. was not. I should not have been driving on the freeway at 14 years old. Um, <laughs> there was another time we snuck out. Someone picked us up and shit went down and didn't end pretty. And we had to walk from Damani Ranch to Windy Hill in the middle of the night to get back to her house. I mean, just like things that could have truly gotten me in hurt or in trouble in jail. I could have killed somebody like things that I hope my child never does and my parents probably hoped I never did and I did it, but <laughs> I agree with that. Like instilling kind of like that fear in them that like there are consequences to serious actions. Yeah. Like life is real yeah, and you have to be real with your kids. And if you're not real with your kids, I feel like they're the ones that get maybe even a little more yeah. reckless stuff. Well, my kids listen to our podcast mm-hmm. and I didn't really know how to take it when they listened to the episodes about episode four and episode five where mm-hmm. I talked about my life uh, about all the terrible things that I went through and then about me meeting David and it all turning around. But I had to have that conversation with them when I found out that they listened to those. They were just like, well, we never knew that about you. And I'm like, well, it's not something that I'm really proud of. Like, and I I'm think not that they're at the age now that that's okay to discover. I, I agree. So I had a long conversation with them about, drugs about alcohol about you know being a good person in general not that I was ever a bad person I've never in my life been a bad person I've always made even though I made mistakes plenty along the way I've never been a bad person so if I can instill that in my kids then I know I'm doing a better job than how I grew up Mm -hmm. so instilling them make the right choices do the right thing you'll you know be excited about it in the long run it's going to help you out in the long run so having these conversations with them you know it gets it gets a little scary sometimes because it's like okay you guys want to talk about it let's talk about right now where my kids are and what they're doing to where I was at this age Mm -hmm. I would never never be okay with them doing the things that I did at their age Mm -hmm. where they are right now like where they are in life right now I was doing terrible things right I would not allow that now at this point. Mm-hmm. And I know the the difference. I know the, I, and again, I don't want people to think that my parents were terrible people. They were not. 
they were consumed with other things trying you know my dad had a, an addiction problem and he was you know on his own path my mom was addicted to work it was a completely different thing that she was addicted to she was addicted to work and to making it you know that's she just went that direction and i kind of just got lost in the middle and did whatever i wanted now this brings me back to why i wanted to have this conversation so gavin tried out for the baseball team last year right did it make it we go through all these things. He doesn't want to do this. Doesn't want to do this. To I still want to support him because he wants to play baseball. Doing everything I possibly can to support him. You know, he has hitting lessons on Wednesdays that Chad has helped me out with, um, hooking me up with the right people. All of this. I've been on him since the beginning of December that he needed to talk to his coach, which is actually his history teacher on top of it. So it's easy to have this conversation with your coach. Make sure you're on the right path and that we get ahead of the game and you already know what's happening when it comes to the baseball team and practices and workouts and all this stuff. Like there's an app. They they do everything with apps now, right? Mm-hmm. So there's an app and it needs, and Gavin's like, I need the new app. I'm like, okay. And he's like, I have to be invited to it. Okay. Who can you ask? He's like, I'll ask my friend. His friend completely ignores him. I go for weeks. Have you talked to so-and-so? Have you talked to so-and-so? Did you get invited? No, he just ignores me. He just ignore. Okay, you need to go talk to the teacher. Yeah. Talk to the coach, who's also your teacher, and find out from them. And he'd come back from school. I'm like, did you talk to you? Oh, I forgot. Oh, I, f- I, I forgot this week. Oh, he was gone this week. He was. Like, email to keep him. His head in the I'm like, is- email him. Now, was he actually doing this? I, I, I really, I don't know. Cause I put so much on them for them to take responsibility of themselves. They have to start taking responsibility for their livelihood. And I put so much into that, that I kind of like, you either do it or you don't like, I, I'm not going to follow up on it. So we get through all of winter break and I'm like, have you found out? Have you this, have you that? He's like, no, no, but I'll have to wait until the beginning of the year. And I knew at this point last year, he was already doing things. So I open up the old app. This happened last Saturday. No, last Wednesday. Cause we went out to dinner that day. Mm-hmm. So whatever day that was Thursday or Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday last Wednesday. So it happened that day. So that day I open up the old app and I shoot a message straight to the coach within 30 minutes. I had an answer. I had an invite to this new app and I found out that they'd been practicing for two months. And I was livid, like I was livid. And I got home from work that day and I lost it on Gavin. And I was like, you have to take some responsibility. Mm-hmm. If this is what you want, you are making no effort to it. Right. And this is where I want to say that kids get distracted. Now, things like electronics, that's that, that wasn't a, a, mm-hmm. an issue Me when either. I was growing up. Mm-hmm. There was no internet mm-hmm. when I was growing up. There was no you know, social status phone in my hand that I needed to keep up with on a regular basis. There was no video game system that I played kids online. Like, and now mind you, since David did, that has been my crutch. It's been my crutch because again, single mom trying to do this all by herself. I still have to work full time. Still have to put in the hours of things like something that generation too. I agree. So letting them kind of cut loose on things like video games and social media and electronics. I've kind of all let it slide to this point. I lost it that day. And I was like, you let this damn video game system get the best of you. And now you don't have any ambition anymore. You don't have any like, dreams or 
hope of doing things. And now you are straight up being lazy. Mm -hmm. Like you are being lazy. And he got really upset, like really upset. And I was not nice about it because I was just like, I have invested so much going to every damn practice, every damn game, trying to make sure that you get lessons here, trying to make sure that you have the right sports equipment here. This is not like I put everything into you being a baseball player. Like, is this even what you want to do? And he straight up looks at me. He's like, I don't know. And I was like, like I was going to lose it. Mm -hmm. I think I did kind of lose it. (coughs) So. I walk away and we were going to dinner that night. I'm like, we have 30 minutes to get ready. Like, get your shit together. Pull it together. Yeah. I go change my outfit, whatever. Go back in his room and he's sitting in the dark at the end of his bed and he's upset. And it's like, I feel crushed a little bit. But at the same time, I need him to take some responsibility. So I sit down and I'm like, why are you? What are you doing in here? He's like talking to myself about. And he's just like about my life choices. I'm like, good. Like, good. Do you see the point of that I'm trying to make right now? Do you see what I am trying? I'm trying to guide you in the right direction. I am trying to make sure what you want in the long run is obtainable. Mm-hmm. But by you not putting in any effort, I can't do this for you. I can't get you onto a team for you. Yeah. Like you have to do these things. You have to put the damn console down. Put the video game freaking controller down and take some damn responsibility. And I looked at him and I was just like, if I have to have this conversation with you again, everything in your room will go in the garbage. I don't care how much it costs me because I'm done. Mm -hmm. I'm done with laziness. I'm done with the only thing that you want to invest your time with is playing video games and being online and talking to your friends. Like I'm done with all of that. Again, in my head, I'm like, well, Jennifer, like. He doesn't make bad decisions. He would never ditch school. He would never pick up a weed pipe. He would never go drink a bottle of Boone's Farm, you know, with his friends after school. Everything that I did. But again, I don't think if I went through that, I would wouldn't be so hard on my boys like if i didn't get away with all of that stuff i wouldn't even think of it now right and it's to the point where we went to dinner that night and i kind of brought it up at dinner and he kind of shut it down but the next day i saw one of the girls that we were with Kristen, and she was saying the nicest things about my kids and i kind of had to like take it back Mm mm-hmm Because she was like, they're so sweet and they're so well-behaved and they're please and thank yous. And I just like looked at her and I'm like, they better be (laughs) like, they better be. Yeah. Because that is who, as long as they are good men Mm -hmm. in the long run, then I have done my job. Mm -hmm. Right. But they are scared of alcohol. They are scared of drugs. They are scared of making major mistakes because I, again, have instilled the fear of God in them. Yeah. Tough love. Sometimes you have to like, you have to just kind of like whip, especially with boys. I can't imagine. I didn't have brothers. I don't have a boy. Um, But sometimes like it's their mentality, especially as like a 14, 15 year old, like in this generation, like they are lazy. They are not go getters. They don't just like have this natural born drive. I feel like that comes in life over time. Um, But I'm going to disagree on you with that one because I have two kids that are the same age and one of them does have this drive. He is saving up for a car. He wants to drive. He wants like to work more, to save up more yeah. 
so when he turns 18 and he graduates high school he is gone like he is gonna be he's gonna fly so fast Mm -hmm. out of our nest when i feel like the other one is totally gonna be living with me until he's 30 years old no i don't think i think think it, it will fall into place with gavin i think though that you need to be that kind of parent that you give him the tr- god honest truth though like do you want this what am why am i doing all this for you like if i'm working this hard i need to see you work this hard too yeah because this is i'm helping you you need to help me otherwise why am i doing it like i think he needs to see those real things in life to understand that like okay this isn't it's not just always just like video games and you know hanging out in my bedroom like yeah um gavin he's great at sports i mean i don't know why he i mean i think he's gonna go far he just has to get that little bit of a kick out of the nest you know i was like hayden my first job was at 11 and i never stopped working since. same here i you know i so i don't relate in those ways but i also have seen plenty of boys that it just takes a minute to get them to where they need to be but they have a strong ass mom behind them that is giving them the truth. Sometimes it hurts mm-hmm. and it's not fun to hear. And, yeah. it, you know, you get mad, but it you're only being real with them because you know what life experiences are like and how the real world is. Yeah. And so I think your fears are s- extremely valid. Um, but I think if you continue to do exactly what you're doing, he's not going to fail you in the long run. You know, especially they're not out there. They are good kids. They're not out there on drugs. He's not like stealing packs of cigarettes from 7-Eleven or whatever, a bottle of Jack here and there or, you know what I mean? Like he's not getting himself into trouble. He just needs motivation. And it it is hard sometimes to like do those things or like put yourself out there. Um, But if you just keep trucking along at, at the end of the day, when he turns 18 and you got him through all this, it will be up to him and he's going to have all these years that you've instilled mm-hmm. of honest, brutal truths. And he's going to have to realize, you know, himself and, 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 and some people, like you said, college, it's not just like you leave high school and you get out of a four year college. You know, I was supposed to go straight to beauty school after college. I was going to go to Hawaii. I was going to live with my old boss who was the last salon I worked at she was going to help me go to beauty school and my path didn't lead me there I didn't go to beauty school till I was 25 and I'm so grateful that my journey went the way it did versus the way it was planned yeah to go right out of high school I had a lot of growing up to do between 18 and 25 a lot of real life shit I had to go through but it was the things that my parents had instilled in me from zero to 18 that kept me on a better path to get there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, and the thing is, is like, I feel like their purpose is going to change along the way. Like it has changed for me. Mm -hmm. I can't even believe how many times I've had to reinvent myself to be something new. But the thing is, is to keep that focus in them to always want to do better, be better, do better for the world. Like, That is my main purpose. Be a better human at all times. Be a better human. Make the right decisions when you can. And at this point, I feel like I'm doing the right. I'm doing them right. Like I'm leading them in the way. But I am also putting so much in their own hands that they have to start doing on their own. Mm -hmm. You are behind in schoolwork. Right. So like every year when school starts, every single year, this has happened for like the last six years when school starts, Gavin gets sick and he is out like for 
seven to 10 days, like super sick. Mm -hmm. And it's always at the beginning of the year. Like as soon as kids get around each other, like that new set of germs all hits in and it always hits Gavin the worst. And so automatically he starts out behind and like trying to play catch up. It's not my responsibility to make sure that you are getting your work. It's my responsibility to make sure that you understand you need to get your makeup work. Right. That is it. Right. To actually do it, I have to put that in his hands. Mm -hmm. I have to. I give them so much responsibility to take on for their own actions, not just because that's who I want them to be, just because I don't have time. Yeah, you're right. I don't have time all the time to sit there and hold their hand through everything Mm -hmm. and be that person, that mom. Do I want to be that mom? There's so many times I want to be that mom and be like at every single practice at ever beyond the PTA. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd love that. Is that my life? It's not. Mm-hmm. It is not my life. Well, you're a single mom, not by choice. And so you ha- wear a lot of hats. So you rely on your boys to help out and do their part. And you can't do it all for them. And they do need to take that responsibility. Um, and if they don't, you, it's not like you're just going to wipe your hands clean, but they do need to understand that there's a part of this whole part of life that they have to do. You can't do for them. Yeah. So I am putting that in them. I mean, way beyond when they really need it. But if they start taking that responsibility now, then they are going to be more in control of their life. I think in the long run, they're going to be able to make those better decisions. They're already making great decisions. They really are. They don't, they aren't the party kids, which I could be more happy about that. My kids are not the wild ones. And they're not going to be out of control. They are scared of trouble. They are mm-hmm. scared of the law. They are scared the of, yeah, exactly. And I think that also the decisions that they make, they do say things a lot like about drinking, drink an, al- a, an alcoholic beverage was my first, that was my first thing that led me to lots of other things Mm -hmm. right and at far too young of an age right it was my gateway but it started with drinking and it started with drinking at a far too young of an age and then that turned into something else and then that turned into something else and then that turned into something really bad so they're already terrified of that like i hear the things that come out of their mouths that they're never gonna drink like they're never and i always tell them like just wait till college like college everything fun happens in college Mm -hmm. like you guys will be partying you guys will do this you'll you'll do this your first blah 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 but making sure that they understand that there's consequences all that but i think that they see it more than anything i think not that i ever put them in bad situations but all of us like my entire circle here everybody drinks Mm -hmm. my mom drinks they see all of that and now they want no interest in that. Now it's going to scare me that first time that they go do to that route, right? They go to have a beer or whatever at a party that it'll be too much. But again, from a very young age, I kept telling them and I still tell them to this day, if you're ever in a situation, I never had, if I was ever in a situation and I was put in so many situations growing up, I never thought I could call my parents to come and pick me up. I never thought just got to make a phone call. They'll come and get me. My kids know if something bad were to happen, that that's all all they have to do. No questions asked. Call mom. Mom will come and get us. Mom's not going to ask any questions. She's just going to be more proud of the fact that we called. Yep. And we're now in a safe situation Mm -hmm. because that's to me again, my number one job. Mm -hmm. You guys got to make it 
till you're 18. Yep. And that's yep. what that that's my job. After that, it's my job to be a loving and supporting mother. But until they get to that age, like you guys have to make it through everything. You have to make all these good decisions. You have to make the right choice. You have to do all of this on your own. Mm -hmm. And just trying to find that middle, you know, of, I want them to have fun. I want them to go to school dances. I want them to go to football games. I want them, but I want them to want that for themselves. Right. Right. I want them to want to experience it because if I could go back to high school, are there changes I would make? There'd be some changes. Um, going to prom. I always think about that one. Like I never got a chance to go to prom. Mm-hmm. And the first prom I went to was the one I we went, went to. You. Prom. So we did a, we, we did a, yes, we that did was... a fundraiser uh, for the beauty school that we worked at and we did a prom mm-hmm. where we had a DJ and we and had dressed up and pictures photo and photos and all of that Corsage. stuff. And you and I, you had a, boy, a different boyfriend at the time mm-hmm. and I had David and I got all fancy dressed up, my hair done, my makeup done, everything done. And we went and I have pictures from it. Mm-hmm. And it was like, that's, something I'll never forget. Totally. But I wish that would have happened for me in high school. Right. So you want right? your boys to have those magical I want them to have times. all those moments. So I just want, I just want the best. I really want the best, but I want them to want these decisions for them. Now, is it different from when we were growing up? Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. From the time we were growing up, but trying to, and this is where I get stuck, like trying to find that, trying to find that voice for them, for them to want to have that passion for these things. Like that's where I get lost. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the times. Um, I, I totally understand what you mean by that. Like just trying to figure out like, how can I be their person that like really builds them up and rallies them and pushes them towards the things that they want. And I really do think that you know, it will come for Gavin. I I still feel like he's still in this process of finding his groove. And I think that he wants to play baseball so bad. But I also think that the thought of the high school team because of last year may like intimidate him in some way because he doesn't want to fail. He's really good. But then he's up against all these other teammates whose parents know this person and they rub elbows and, and it becomes different than the love of the sport and it's like all in who it's it's there's different politics in high school sports and so i can i stopped playing sports my sophomore year because of that whole thing it's like if you weren't in the inn and my parents were not at my games and they were not at my sporting events so they i didn't have that like in and so sports kind of became intimidating for me and i didn't want to continue and i didn't want to do that legwork myself because i i didn't feel like i fit in you know? Yeah. And so that could play a part for him too, because I know that we've talked about that in the past, how it is about all who, you know, and who's been playing since they were in kindergarten together. And, um, maybe, maybe, maybe baseball specifically and like hitting the bat isn't the, the path for Gavin. Maybe it's something different. Maybe it's sports marketing because he loves being like in the realm of like um, social you know what i mean like on gaming stuff like that Mm -hmm. maybe there's something else that his passion he hasn't even figured out yet yeah so last year he did take a class it was sports literature Mm -hmm. and i was like well maybe that'll be his path you know Mm -hmm. like i think definitely it would stay with him with sports me too 
I think it would, whether he becomes an, an umpire at some point mm-hmm. or um, like part of the game, ma- the team management or right. like there's so Tommy's many different. Grandstand, on- he could just get his first job there just being in the realm of, you know. Exactly. Exactly. So where it's going to lead, I never know. I just want them to make sure that they know that I have full support in everything that they choose for themselves except laziness. Mm-hmm. except irresponsibility. Yeah. Like I fully support you until you're making the wrong decisions, but then I'm going to call you out. Mm-hmm. And I think high school these days, they're so, I mean, you see in the news, like all the time, these terrible things that these kids have done and like teenagers have done and like terrible, terrible mm-hmm. things. Like you read, you read about, there's documentaries about as long as my kids don't ever get to that point mm-hmm. i've done my job absolutely i've done my job but it's just hard it's so hard now when everything is in the palm of your hand mm-hmm. like it's so and everything is influenced over social status mm-hmm. and social platforms and that is one thing that i think that i have instilled in them too is a long time ago one of my friends said to me, make sure that they understand that anything that they do on their phone, like on the other side, you never know some, like anything that they do on that little device is documented. Someone could screenshot it. Someone could, you know, use that against some years later. So just make sure that they make those with all your information. Yeah. Just make sure that they're making good decisions when it comes to things like that. Mm -hmm. And I think I've done that to this point because even things that I see that some of my kids post, which and it's nice that some of my friends follow my kids. Like if there's something that I think is, or anybody in my circle thinks is inappropriate, like instantly, like it's a text, like, Hey, check out so-and-so. Hey, maybe this was not a good thing. Yeah. And I will be like, take that down. I don't know what you're thinking. Like I, I think you were good at that. Cause you always turn things into like a learning lesson of like, look, this is how it's perceived. Yeah. You may not see it this way, but you need to think of the whole picture here. Yeah, exactly. You know. And that's again, like we've had some issues along the way, but life lessons, like life lessons, they have to learn the hard way. They really do. Yeah. Like you have to learn the hard way of yeah. life. I think just think that they should consider themselves lucky that you're not a mom that turns a blind eye. Like you you take every opportunity to give them a why. Like why? Why can't you don't just tell them no. No don't I'm taking it away or whatever you know you teach them and those are going to be the tools and those are going to be the little building blocks of their real future and so uh, truly I know you you worry now like the laziness and stuff I mean at one point like I was probably a lazy teen and my parents probably were like oh this girl's house is never going to be cleaner room's a mess you know like I uh, you but grow then look at you now yeah, you grow I love a clean house right like, you know I, exactly I, I, so I know that like hard times are hard. Don't let the hard days define the good days because there are good days. Um, Definitely more than bad. Exactly. Um, but I think all you can do is keep working with them and keep trying to teach them the right from the wrong and the good for the bad and why they need to do the things they need to do and pull their weight and work hard. And you're going to, they're going to be good kids. They're going to be good. He- well, they're they are, yeah, they they're going to be good, good adults. Kids. They're going to be, yeah, hopefully they're going to have just... something to offer the world. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. It's just, I mean, high school is hard. High school is so hard. And it's like, it evolves like 
so fast of how things change and even Gavin took one of his classes this year like this semester and I was just like I was talking about my mom about it because I had to sign like a permission slip it is history through film and I'm like what what does that even mean and then the teacher writes this big letter and it's attached like stapled with like four pages behind it of one like how movies are made and um the whole cinematography kind of aspect Mm -hmm. of is part of the class but then also how movies like kind of can put you in place of a certain time right so Mm -hmm. like and it goes on and there's three pages of movies that they could potentially watch and i'm just like i wish i had a class where all i had to do was watch literally almost famous my favorite movie was on the list no way to teach them about the you're like this is what we're doing on sundays (laughs) right because it was it's to teach them about like the 70s like it was like an era in time like the 70s like titanic was one of the movies um like it just went on and on all these different movies that i mean i i guess that's how some people can form an understanding of things is through movies or whatever like you're a book reader i'm a i'm gonna watch it Mm -hmm. i'm gonna watch the movie Mm -hmm. person so i could see gavin actually really getting behind some of those things so he'll understand it more right so he's gonna understand the titanic because he watched titanic in class but it just blows my mind that that's even a class i know they have it easy man so easy kaden's like i'm in ukulele class i'm like you're in what what you're in kazoo (laughs) class he's like no ukulele and i'm like (laughs) and i'm like okay whatever whatever sounds good but i don't know I'm winging it for sure, but I think I'm doing a great job. Yeah, I you think guys at the end all, of the day, you yeah. are. What? Um, I mean, I know it made us six months old, but these are has, these have to be things that you think about. I'm terrified because I, world the world's even going to be different in 18, 15, 14 years. You know, it will be. I mean, I was thinking I was their age twenty years ago, so I really had to like think back, like what was high school like twenty years ago, and what is it going to be like fourteen years from now? You know, and I'm gonna. That's going to be a 34 years age difference between us when she goes. So how do I navigate all that stuff? And you just got to, it's terrifying. I, if I could put her in a box and keep her there, I would, you know, I don't know. Brad and I talk about like, do we do private school? Do we, you know, do we do homeschool? Do we do traditional school? All the things that you think about as a parent. And I just think that there's obstacles and there's, peaks and low valleys like no matter what route you choose and there's always going to be something and something new or some new bully or some new click or some new yeah. terrible teacher or school shootings or drugs alcohol the list the is endless. challenge like there's so yes. many different yes. things Ugh. you know smoking jewels with your friends because you think it's cool and those are so easy to hide from parents like <laughs> you know what i mean like there's always going to be something i'm terrified but i just hope that if i teach her along the way that i will feel more confident and i talk to her i always want to be in communication with her i always want her to know that i'm a safe space i will never use anything she tells me against her um good bad i just will always try to be supportive and so i think that's the only thing that i can do to wrap my head around the future yeah for her to me 
honestly what has gotten me through being a single mom now for it's almost been five years i know and if i really think about it it was more than five years because of how our life was was before right because he was so sick for so long that i was kind of still doing everything by myself that i am i'm nailing it like i'm i'm getting it done i'm handling it but in the back of your mind, you're always like, well, could I have done something different? Could I, I done- don't think you should beat yourself up with that stuff. I agree. I agree. But it's still, it's always going to be in the back of your head, right? So it's always going to sure. be like, what could I have done better? What could I have, you know, been harder I'm on? Things like that. And I'm like, how could I have done better for the day? So I can only imagine years in with two. Yeah. That you do feel those feelings. Yeah. But just know you can sleep well at night to know that you are involved you have eyes in the back of your head. You don't let your kids get out of line. You're always on top of what they're into, not into, if they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, not. And you're doing your best. That's all I can do. You're doing your best. That's all I can do. Because it's all I know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is all I know. It's not that I didn't have positive role models growing up. I had plenty of positive role models growing up within my family. But by the time I was my kid's age, I was lost. Like I was lost and there was no consequences with any of the decisions that I made. So of course I'm going to make the decisions that probably were the best or the best for me. Impulse. Kids are impulsive and you just, yeah. But again, times were different back then. I remember, I literally remember we were in middle school. God, we were in middle school. I was 13. I would take. six buses to get from where my mom thought I was and end up in Hollywood, like Hollywood. And we were 13 years old, walking the streets of Melrose, hanging out in Hollywood and then barely have enough money to be able to get ourselves home. Have you ever seen the movie 13? So that, okay. That's crazy that we mentioned that because I actually, so we both know, um, the woman who wrote that is someone who we know mutually, his ex-wife. Oh, who? So Paul McDonald. Oh, really? That was his first wife. I have chills. Right? Because that movie, when I watched that movie, I'm like, oh my God, they're going to make a movie about my life one day. They are going to make a movie about my life because of all the crazy shit that I've done. And then I saw that movie and I was just like, holy crap, like this easily could be my story. Yeah. Holy crap. So someone we know that we have met through Chad, um, he's a singer. The She wrote that and then she was the star in it, right? So she was the bad girl. So my best friend in high school was in that movie. Oh, really? Yeah. My best friend, Jenica Small. That's crazy. Yeah. She was just like the like uh, best friend to the leading girl. But that movie scared me it, for what it what road not to go down yeah well i went down that road i had no idea paul mcdonald's ex-wife wrote it that was his that was she wrote the movie i want to say she wrote a book first about it and then it turned into a script and then she starred in it next time you watch that movie i'm going to show you a picture of my friend and you're going to be like holy shit she's the one that says they ain't got nothing on my double cheeseburgers (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i mean as long as my kids don't end up on that route i think again i've done a an amazing job the best I possibly could do so trying to find that success for your kids we all want the best for our loved ones we want the best for our offspring right we want the best I want the best for my kids the best of everything for my kids and every opportunity that I can help pave that way for them I will but again there has to come a time in your life 
while they are growing through these years that they have to be held accountable for things and they have to start taking responsibility for things. And that right now is my biggest purpose as a mom is making sure that they understand consequences. They understand reality. They know good from bad and they have to start taking initiative of their growth. Yeah. And I think the best thing is you're not enabling them. And that is a huge path you're paving for them by not enabling them. If if you enabled them, you wouldn't care that he's not, you know, getting talking to the coach and doing all these things and you, he's not going to be in your basement. Mom, meatloaf. You know, yes. when he's 30, <laughs> 30. Exactly. So, you know, exactly. you are, you're nipping it in the bud every single time you see them falling off track on any which way. And that is parenting. Yeah. That's what you're doing. You're doing it right. I think. You know, <laughs> we I think mean, we don't really know. <laughs> does anybody? There's no life script about this. Yeah. <laughs> so again, all you could do as parents is wing it as the best you possibly can and hope for the best and guide them in the way that they need it, where they need to be guided and try your best. That's all you could possibly do and hope that they make good decisions for themselves. But again, hold them accountable for the decisions, whether they are good or bad. Like you need to celebrate the good too. Like you Mm -hmm. really need to, when your child does go do something that's outstanding, you need to celebrate that in full effect. So they realize that consequences could go good or bad, right? Mm -hmm. They make a decision and it has a positive outcome that needs to be celebrated. They make a bad decision that cannot be celebrated. And there has to be a consequence in the Mm -hmm. long run of their actions making sure that you follow through with that, making sure that you talk to them. You are honest with your kids. I can't, I can't put that out there any more than I already do that having that open line of communication with your kids and making sure that they are never scared to come to you about anything. Yep. About anything. It's the unconditional love knowing that they can come to you. They trust you Mm -hmm. and you're never going to use that against them one day. You're just always going to give them your honest, helpful, supportive advice. That's when they'll feel comfortable to come to you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I mean, I've really seen it in, in the last year alone. I have seen it. Both of my kids have come to me in different situations about things that they are uncomfortable with in life. But they still felt comfortable enough to come to me mm-hmm. for whether it's advice whether it's that's the gift yeah it really is but truly that helps you know okay i'm doing something right they felt comfortable to come to me yeah i i and i enjoy hearing that because it gives me hope that you know i can do the same thing and my daughter will feel comfortable to talk to me about anything never feel scared never feel judged never feel worried that she's gonna get in trouble yeah because they're gonna be judged no matter what and that's the thing is 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 Make sure that they understand that other people might have opinions. But again, I've said this so much on this podcast. My dad, one of my favorite things that he ever said is opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. one. Everyone has one. So there is no reason to let that. Exactly. They all stink. And there's so there's no reason to let others pave your path. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. Don't let others affect what you're already excited about. Don't let them shut you down for things let them blow out your and make sure. Yeah, exactly. Like if you, there's something that you love, whether it's not the cool thing to do or the cool thing to do, like you want to be yourself and be proud of who that is. Mm-hmm. And again, that's my purpose as a mom. 
making sure that they make those decisions for themselves Mm -hmm. and their family and making sure that they are proud individuals that make good choices. I've done my job. Mm -hmm. So this was a good podcast. This was a good podcast. I know we kind of were just like yeah, high school, but you know, I think we really like, yeah, came full circle with it. Yeah, absolutely. So Again, you guys can follow us on our social platforms, Our Badass Mom, 40 Years to Freedom, Brittany underscore K. Brittany K underscore Reno. I'm one of these days going to get that one right. (laughs) And tell us your stories. Tell us what you guys are scared of. You know, if there's tips on how you think that we can help with our own, you know, raising of our children, we'd love to hear it too. We want to hear what you guys uh wanna want we want your input. We really want your input on this podcast. So we are Northern Nevada based podcast and we are trying our hardest to be real. Be real to bring in positive influences, to bring in public discussion, local discussion, local businesses. That is what we are all about right now. And just be honest with the truth. So people so so people out there feel that they're not alone yep whole purpose of this podcast so again i love you to death Brittany. i love you too and this was a great one you guys we again want to hear from you follow us find us wear our gear we put out a bunch of gear last week and we're getting all this content so if you already have a sweatshirt or a t-shirt take some pictures send it to us we're gonna do a fun little reel with that one hopefully here in the future and uh we are currently looking for some sponsors for our podcast so we can grow and grow with our community so if you have a business in town of northern nevada not just sparks reno i mean we'll go up to Truckee, tahoe anything out here fallon and you're interested in being part of this and growing this with us we'd love to have you on board so contact us us we'll talk about it figure out a plan and yeah that's all i got for today let's get out of here it's friday i know it's friday i can't wait okay thank you guys have a great night